podcast today is brought to you with the keywords chaos, family, and cats. Um, what you're about to hear is an amalgamation of some recording we did in my outside workshop and also some recording done back in the house. There's some little bits of, of behind the scenes um, that I'll probably edit up and have secondary. You can hear my cat trying to join in in the background there. So just remember chaos, family, and keep it stubbornly optimistic. Welcome to the North Clapper Zone. Oh yeah, North Clapper. Right, and the Clap Free Zone. <laughs> oh, that came out wrong. That so came out wrong. Um, <laughs> welcome. Now we've kind of broke the ice, thanks to the girls. Um, welcome to another episode of Stubbornly Optimistic, uh, where we talk to interesting people about what makes them tick. And we welcome back Richard Jefferson. Hello. Who has kind of come in to chat to us. And what we're going to talk about today is affirmations. Correct. It's all that kind of stuff that keeps, I guess, I don't know, Richard, what do you think? Keeps motivation well, front of mind? It keeps you reaffirming what it is you're trying to do, doesn't it? Exactly. I love I love that. It's in the word. And, and, and as ever, you've come with arm, armed with oh, a few. Yes. So oh, yes. let's, let's kick off with what you have. All right. Uh, whether this is my favorite or not i'm not certain but it was the first one i wrote down mm-hmm. okay so this is there is no pressure other than that which i place on myself okay. so i think that's likely well the chance are when i've wrote this down i found myself under a lot of pressure mm-hmm. when i have done it and kind of realized well actually i'm inclined to set my own standards mm-hmm. and so this affirmation is like you know you set the standards yeah you are you are the one applying the pressure to yourself so there we go yeah okay i like i like that one because quite often we get um stressed with you know external environments and stuff and just i guess it kind of ties into you know control the things you can um, and don't don't worry too much about the things you can't yeah um, Case in point being today, where we were delayed with filming because we've had to move this indoors on a sweltering hot day uh, because someone decided quite randomly to, to, to cut their grass next door, as you do on a sunny summer evening. So that was your, your first one you wrote yeah, down. Yeah, but actually, building on that, there's yeah. a little quote that I heard this week that pressure can break pipes, but it can also make diamonds. Oh, yeah, which I, I is, yeah. is purely something I've heard this week that obviously ties nicely in with that. I haven't even wrote that one down. It's just I heard it earlier in the week. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I did I did hear something that ties in with that. It was, um, you know, uh, the difference between coal and diamond is just pressure. Yeah. You know, and and, and actually people tend to, to talk about stress in a negative sense, don't they? Yeah. And we all need a little bit of stress to, or pressure. To kind of to grow, yeah. Without that, you know, like, who was it said? The comfort zone is a lovely place, but nothing grows there. Yeah, I can't remember who said it, but yeah. I, I, I said at the top of this before we actually did the official start to the to the podcast. You know, I've listened to a lot of Tim Ferriss, and I think that's probably dropped out one of his this week. Yeah. Um. So, uh, for me, I did have one that I think has probably got lost in the. The chaos of this morning, uh, of this afternoon, rather. Pause for thought. Pause for thought. 
Well, actually, the pause for fun is not enough for nature. It's such, you know, we, we have to, we have to think. I guess the one thing I, it sounds trite, but um, everything that I'm coming back to when I'm quickly trying to remind myself online is simple capability. Mm. You know, actually, um, you've listened to the first podcast that uh, that we're on. I think. Uh, what did I, 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 I referenced yourself as the king of belief, uh, which I thought you might like. Absolutely. You, know, you just absolutely got to believe in your own self-belief, which is, you know, yeah. that's the one step. Um, and that's, I guess that's the core of, a, of an affirmation. So for me, an affirmation is, well, it's probably the same for a lot of people. And uh, I have a few, like, key things that, for me, that is what I'm going to be. Right. each day every day right. so I know if there's a few where people decide on an affirmation that day and they practice that affirmation for that day but the one that for me sticks all the time is I will be relentless right yeah so yeah, that is that yeah. first thing mm-hmm. on a morning I wake up and I say to myself I will be relentless I will be relentless whatever it is I'm doing today I will be relentless with this there is no way I will give up on this I will be relentless and it's just that that is my affirmation for the day. Mm-hmm. And now I know fine well whatever it is I'm doing that day. Or just it but it can literally be anything now where it's like I will be relentless and it's like I could just be cutting the grass. Mm-hmm. And like, oh that bit over there isn't done. Like there's always that stubborn little bit of grass that just <laughs> won't go. You know, yeah. where it's like a thicker tuft or whatever, yeah. you're sitting with a lawnmower over it and it just doesn't go. Whereas this I will be relentless, like that thing's going. Yeah. That is going. Yeah. And that's just simple things like cutting the grass. Whereas when I'm saying I will be relentless and it's and I've left the house at say quarter to six in the morning mm-hmm. to get to the gym for half six in the morning to then have me time in the gym to then go to work from nine or half five to then drive home, get home around quarter past six ish, to then have me tea, to then sit down and be like, Right, okay, it's now like half seven. I will be relentless. I want to change the world. So I get back up again. I sit down at my computer and then I start writing the book. Yeah. And it's that if I wasn't affirming to myself every day, every day that I will be relentless, when I'd sat down after I'd had my tea, yeah. if I could have even been bothered to have cooked my tea and not just got a takeaway, that yeah. as yeah. soon as I'd plonked myself down, there's very little chance I would have got back up or would have been to pick up the PlayStation controller or... <laughs> So that relentless thing, it, it seems to function in the same way as the stubbornly optimistic for yeah. me, because belief in what I'm doing, business creation is everything. Yeah. What's you've got your book out there? What's the next one? Yeah, I've got a few here. Cool. So that first one was definitely something I've read somewhere else. Whereas this next one, uh-huh. I know is purely a one that I've crafted. Okay. Of my, of my own, so it's quite nice. Well, I say nice. It's. I'll let you decide. Okay. That is, I am strong, I am powerful, and I will be successful. Ah. Now this, I know for a long time, I think it might be in January, February time, Mm -hmm. every morning, Mm -hmm. every night, I was saying those three sentences over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. It was that, probably, yeah, it was fairly early on during the, I'm going to, make this a lot more of a habit mm-hmm. become a lot more serious about this stuff so that was me literally reaffirming mm-hmm. non-stop you know yeah. i am strong i am powerful and i will be successful 
that's that's really yes yeah, you know um, and you mentioned there it was one it's actually the next thing I was going to uh, kind of ask you know because when we when we talk about affirmations it's it's fine to kind of look at them and go yeah okay I get it um, but you revisit these on a daily basis thereabouts yeah this book goes everywhere with us right and page well page one is the ultimate aff- affirmation which I'll provide for you in a bit okay and then page what two and three are my values and habits the plan and then affirmations so it's right. everything that is the core foundations of what it is and do yeah distilled in three pages with a book that goes everywhere with us now right so you this is your kind of live document that just yeah keeps rolling on exactly and you revisit them all the time yeah um we were talking earlier on about um learning you yeah. know and the habits of learning I suppose we'll go into that maybe um, a little bit later, but it's, it, it's almost self-teaching, isn't it? And you yeah. just keep going back and back to it. When you mentioned that one, because you wrote that yourself, um, the three things that, that really kind of stand out is I am yeah. on that. And I don't know if you've come across it. There's a thing um, in old old writings of the I am discourses, mm-hmm. um, which I think is in sort of theological stuff, might be wrapped up in religious stuff, but nonetheless, some of these teachings, because they're really, really old, they can be quite useful and the power in that word or that two those two words i am is just is just phenomenal yeah. um so it was it was a guy called dr wayne dyer that i uh, came across yeah i've uh, i've listened to a few of his bits yeah i mean he's, he's um it's quite old now it's from like the 70s and yeah. pieces but some of the i mean just the, i mean we see it old and then we quote socrates which was like three thousand years ago so <laughs> old is relative but you, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's that there's a few things that I keep coming across where they say, you know, I will, I believe, mm-hmm. I should, mm-hmm. eventually all do become I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's that, yeah. You, you, I would imagine a lot of people do begin with, I believe I can do this, yeah. I will do this someday, yeah. I will become this someday. And yeah. then eventually you just start saying, actually, I am this. Because that's that's something else. I was gonna. I've got a. I've got a question actually. Um, we talked in the the one of the, the I think it was the last podcast. Depends um, on all of these questions. Yeah, it does depend <laughs> on. But uh, it's, it, the 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 one that we've got banked um, is is an episode um, that will go out before this, which is the quotes. The quotes yeah. episode. And so, if people listen to that, if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. Um, but I think you mentioned about uh, the universe. Mm. And without getting into sort of too much of the spirituality, well, woo woo kind of stuff, that basically if you're asking the universe for stuff, the law of attraction is what yeah. we're talking about. Um, do you do you do? Um, now I might be getting the terminology wrong, but it's essentially like a mood wall, or um, you put up physically on a on a court board or whatever what you want, as if you've already got it. Say for example, you know, the car the laptop, the job, whatever. Yeah. Is that something you do physically? Um, yeah, I have a whiteboard right. okay. in, in my room. Yep. And there's a, it says BBI on it, which is Book, Body and Independence. Okay. The three main objectives for this year. Finish writing my book, get myself in even better shape, and achieve financial independence. Okay, so, so you've got those, those three, three. Three very clear things that I expect to achieve. Book, right. Body, independence. Okay. And they are those three things every day that I look at. And then underneath that is that 
uh, a short reminder of my main affirmation. Right. I okay. To Which you, you're, you're holding on to. <laughs> you're holding on to until the, the nearer the end. Oh, that's 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 interesting because I've spoke to a lot of people um, where they've kind of said, you know, if you, if you want to bring something into your life, start acting and thinking as if you already have that thing. Yeah. Um, and through some weird kind of quirk of the human condition, it quite often comes to pass. So, um, that one that one you wrote yourself and is very kind of positive, as in I am, you know, we, we are what we want to be. Um, have you got any that are, I think we, we mentioned it earlier, have you got any that are... More like a more negative like a, or a less stop a, phrase. Yes, those yes kinds like of a negative, things, like yeah. a don't do... Um, kind of along those lines is the one that says the world is not against you. Okay. So, do, is, the, is that one that you revisit when times are tough? Yeah, exactly that. I think it's just important to remind yourself that the world isn't against you. Mm. It, it only takes one drive in the car to have the radio on, mm. or BBC News, Sky News to be on in the background, or one glance at a social media feed to find that someone's killed someone, yeah. someone's shot someone, someone's blown this up car pile up has happened here people are stuck without water and electricity there that this is happening here that that's happening there that like boil it all down you think honestly the world would be better off just crumbling and falling to pieces if that's what the world's wanting to do <laughs> the world is so entirely against us it should just fall apart and that would be the end of it yeah yeah just, so yeah, there's more, more there's more. a lot of negativity stacked against you right but you know in the end the world is not against you okay and so it's, just, just it's that I mean, misery finds company, or whatever that saying is. That's yeah, that's true. And, and, and I guess media feeds misery. Yes. So much yeah, more than it feeds yeah. positivity. Yeah. To the point where I would imagine people do be like, "Oh God, the world is it does just suck." Yeah. Like no, you can't sit there and say everything's rosy. It's like, well, I'm gonna sit here and say that most things are rosy. I'm mm. not gonna sit here and say, "Oh yeah, everything is fine," mm. but. I'm, I'm going to err on the side of, you know, the world is not against me. So with that one, because you mentioned about the, the, the news feeds and this constant stream of negativity, uh, I, I read somewhere that, you know, we've, we've, we're exposed to so much pain and negativity now um, that via online and stuff like that, that, you know, it would, it would be a lifetime's worth that we consume in a day, more or less, nowadays, if you take it like 100 years ago. Um, do you consciously kind of cut yourself off from some of those online media streams and things like that just to just to keep the mindset? Yeah, I, I essentially don't use any social media anymore. Right. Um, which, as a digital marketer, proves a lot more difficult. <laughs> that, that's an interesting one. I mean, there is that you want a, you want a gap, you know, between you yeah. and your work. Yeah. And I guess if you're staring at a computer all the time, yeah. it becomes just like an extension of work. Um, so yeah, how do you how do you navigate the, the challenges of living without social media? Well, that's, digital media? I'll quite happily switch everything off, right? And live in blissful ignorance of what is going on. I'll post photos of my latest beer subscription or whatever run I've been on to no end. But yeah. things like the Facebook news feed, uh, I can't remember the last time I looked through that. I right. have no idea what some distant friends are up to anymore mm -hmm. because the Facebook news feed is so unmoderated the, yeah. the way the ads come through that you can't and the way 
my friendship network shares things mm-hmm. and so on I don't know whether it's true or not mm-hmm. to begin with and then only the worst things get shared the most yeah. Twitter is a different beast because it's a lot more about the people that I follow so I choose yeah the network more on that side so, so kind of contained a little bit exactly yeah mm-hmm. I can create the digital atmosphere right that I want but there was a in fact it was something I read to today or yesterday or heard that said there was two and a half on average people spend two and a half hours a day on the mobiles wow which I find probably quite low uh-huh. in all reality but if that's mm. just mobiles not including let's say tablets and desktops and everything yeah. else yeah and let's say what 75 percent of what you're then fed is meaningless crap of yeah. some kind of photos <laughs> of people's sandwiches or yeah. well yeah food photos cat gifts and then <laughs> bad news that's going on around yeah. the world it is yeah. very easy to find yourself absorbed in what isn't the best way to look at things yeah i mean is, we've 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 got a mutual friend who uh for years you'll probably know who i'm talking about has all everywhere they've gone they've taken a photograph of the dinner mm. if they're eating mm. out and <laughs> just they post it up here's my here's my food <laughs> you know um, years ago used to before digital media was a thing years ago this particular guy used to be um always told to put the camera down and help with the tentage and stuff like yeah. that when around camping now it's like click dinner you know and it's yeah. always there you know wherever he goes in it so um yeah, that that's Richard. If you're listening, it's you. I'm talking to, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to you. So, um, cool. Okay. Uh, so there's, there's the one that you've mentioned about um, the I am that you'd written that you obviously created that. Mm. Um, have you got one that's come directly from someone else? And if so, why? Yeah, this is an interesting one. Uh, it's life is what you make of it, mm-hmm. which is. The actual title of a book that I read last year okay. on holiday in Port Venture and Griffiths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's uh, a true story. Now, don't completely quote us on this because I, it, it was an Indian woman who goes through the process of becoming an excellent runner, an excellent student, and an excellent all these other things. But eventually finds herself standing on top of a building ready to throw herself off it mm. and goes through this entire process of uh, I think it's during her running phase she becomes uh, like anorexic or bulimic or some form of eating disorder where yeah. she's slimmed down to nothing uh, and essentially it's this whole process of she could have by the sounds of it became anything she wanted great academic great athlete mm-hmm. and still found myself on top of a building ready to throw herself off but if I remember right someone literally comes at the right moment and right. stops that happening yeah and uh, for a lot of what it seems to be for her is that she didn't know what purpose it was that she was doing these things for yeah at least that was the mm-hmm. the message that I got from it mm-hmm. so with this whole like she brings it around to like life is what you make of it so she was i managed to do this i managed to do that yeah but i don't know what i was doing it for it was just oh well you know we're here to we'll go to school to study sorry studying mm-hmm. 
had to do some kind of sport so I aced the sport but there was no like what is this in the grand scheme of things and I believe there mm. was probably if I remember right it was a lot of pressure for marriage right due yeah. to slightly more cultural yeah. differences and things like that yeah. as well and it was a nice like life is what you make it you decide what life wants to be and then you make it that mm-hmm. so mm. it was that for me that's an affirmation so when it comes to like oh you know why am I doing these motivation things which yeah. I shouldn't forget what that goal is but it only takes that one moment to wake up and just be like oh, yeah okay I'll start doing this yeah yeah fine I'll start but then I think right life is what I make of this and I want to make life the best yeah first and foremost for myself and then secondly I want to change the world yeah so that is yeah. life and that's what I'm going to make of it so mm. I, I like that full circle and it was uh, telling people while I was on because obviously everything needs to be on holiday yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, what, so what as yeah. people were asking like oh what are you reading I was like oh it's called uh, Life is What You Make of It I'm like all right, what's it about? I said, well, actually, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds a bit grim. <laughs> sounds a bit grim, yeah. But yeah. the takeaway from it is that wow. Yeah. yeah, it's it it's double-edged, isn't it? Like I guess like anything, because one is life. Life is what you make of it, so it's there for the taking. But also, it's what you make of it, so therefore, it's choice again, yeah. decision, application, all of that kind of stuff. That that discipline thing. Uh, it's huge. I mean, my, my background with the military, the, the discipline was kind of instilled in you. Mm. Where does your your discipline come from? Because you know, it wasn't anything in uniform. So there's there's, you know. Yeah. Uh, I honestly don't know. F- for for the most part, it's probably just that continuation that I want to change the world. And no, I'm not going to change the world lying in bed. Yeah. It's, it's, it's innately yeah. self-discipline thing and that you've developed what originally started off was that I didn't want to waste my weekends mm-hmm. and it was a case of right okay so I have you know how many hours across the weekend that I'm free from other obligations i.e. work yeah. and then family visits or whatever else that come during the week but the weekends were mine and if yeah. it's a weekend that I wasn't away with the scouts like, I'm not going to waste it sleeping until 11, 12 o'clock or whatever it might be this is this is my chance, my time my turn to yeah. do what I want to do no way I'd waste that and then I'll be sitting on a weekend doing whatever it is I need to do getting stuff done, going for runs whatever it might be and then I'll say right okay so I've optimised my weekends basically now I notice that I'm sitting in the car for a good at least hour driving into town every day yeah like, and that's to get to work for half eight, quarter to nine, when all the traffic's busy. Yeah. I can't start later than nine. Why not just get into town earlier? Uh-huh. So I'm not wasting an hour in the car. I mean, I can listen to podcasts in the car, TED Talks in the car, but it still just feels like that dead bit of space yeah. when I know I could use that time better. Mm-hmm. So it was nice. I'll get up earlier. I'll get in the car earlier. I'll get in the town earlier. Mm-hmm. I'll find something to do in town, so I sort of go in the gym. And then that just instilled that on further. And it's like, it's, I don't know if it's a discipline as such just to get up, but it's the fact that I'm optimising every part of my life that I can. Yeah. To the point where I will not waste a single second minute, hour, day, 
on your week <laughs> whatever correct order yeah. that should have been in probably would have sounded close. better it was close the week, <laughs> the week was the only bit that was out of place but that was good off the cuff I'm impressed I am impressed but yeah it's, uh, it is it's just not to waste that yeah it's again it's the people who complain about the most first world problems you can think of mm. like we have no right to complain at all mm. I'm I'm not going to waste what is a very good life that someone else would well that people do jump in boats and swim the channel for and whatever else to literally yeah. get a tiny ounce of the life that we have here so what we the themes that are coming out of that is don't waste the yeah. time that you've got yeah maximizing use of the time and um and a gratitude for the life yeah that you've got yeah uh, and uh, there was another one I hate it my brain does this I have like an idea in my head and then it falls out the back of my head so there was another theme that was that was popping out there yeah um, but that, that sounds like um, I don't know that was a that was a half formed thought <laughs> just, just just cut off I'm gonna drink, I'm gonna drink more of the coke uh, this is the behind behind the scenes version of um, Stubbornly Optimistic, um, <laughs> where you get all the gaps and everything. Um, so, so that was the affirmations and, and sort of getting going and, uh, and just keeping on. That that relentless thing is very close. Mm. Like I was saying, yeah, to, it's similar to your Stubbornly Optimistic, isn't it? Because you, it's just that will not give up. Yeah, you know. Um, I've I've kind of replaced. I I've realised that I was operating for much of my life from a place of fear, mm. fear of failure. And I've fairly recently replaced that with curiosity for the outcome. Yeah. Because having failed big, come off a cliff financially, you kind of know that that's a possibility, but you also know that when you hit the bottom, you bounce. Yeah, and you're okay. Generally speaking, like you were you were saying before, you know, the, the, the life we have is someone else's absolute dream. Yeah. Uh, so, that perspective, which was the word I was trying to find two minutes ago, <laughs> perspective has dropped back into my head. Um, so that, that sort of curiosity for the outcome. Yeah. It sounds like you're not curious. You just want to prove that it's going to happen. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm probably success, not success driven. Well, yes, I'm success driven as simple as that I mean, kind of results driven I guess yeah. coming from marketing yeah because that's that's what it's all about it's results yeah. driven isn't it well that's that's exactly it I think a lot of what I do before I decide to do it I want to know mm. how to measure whether it was worthwhile or not mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing for me and I th- with any kind of procrastination that I still allow myself to have I justify it in some kind of way and give it a quantifiable reason why I'm doing it in the first place. I remember a TED talk because there was a guy talking about procrastination and procrastination. Yeah. If you're a procrastinator, which I think you might be erring into the sort of you've got everything organized, you know, you've got a plan yeah. and you execute the plan, then that's great for productivity and maximizing the use of the time that you're talking about. But what about the other side of it, where if you're a procrastinator, the creative side can sometimes be better. Mm. So where would you put yourself on that kind of... Do you allow yourself consciously to procrastinate sometimes to get that creativity? Yeah, yeah, I would definitely say that's the case. Absolutely. Um, but even then, the procrastination that I let myself have, so say that's playing on the PlayStation. Yeah. I uh, stream it on Twitch 
just so it feels like, oh, well, you know, you never know, I might get a load of followers on Twitch instead. So, you're so, so even that <laughs> procrastination that I let myself yeah. have, the downtime of just playing on a game, I'm streaming it elsewhere just mm-hmm. so that as an extra channel, that extra opportunity, yeah. simple as that. Mm-hmm. It's not an opportunity that I'm pushing or trying to explore, mm-hmm. but while I know while I'm playing on the PlayStation, that is not contributing towards the main goals, mm. it may as well feed into what is another potential opportunity. Mm-hmm. So even that simple thing of procrastinating by playing on the PlayStation, there is a channel that feeds into that via Twitch yeah. or YouTube, whatever I'm deciding to stream on, just in case I do an amazing game, decide that everyone should watch it, and then before you know it, I'm just making millions of people watching my <laughs> yeah, one yeah. sniper headshot yeah. that I've probably sniper ever headshot, got, yeah. and that will never get again. <laughs> but that's 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 not procrastination in a sense. That's you setting aside time to, to downtime. Yeah. For you to kind of for your head to kind of drop everything out for a bit, and then pick it up a little bit later. That's. It, but of, even that downtime is still uptime. It's still because using there's still something. something in there. Yeah. 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 Even. Probably the other pleasure that I let myself have is drinking craft beers and ales. Right. But I check them in on an app with the idea of being yeah, like, yeah, that. We, were, we were out for a drink. And you're like, yeah, I've now had, what was it, 200 and... 300 and something. 300 and something <laughs> unique ales. I mean, that's just... I used to take the, the mickey out of our other presenter who hasn't arrived yet, um, Phil. Because years ago, when he was around about 18 to early 20s, he had all of his um, DVD collection back when we had like irremovable media before, before <laughs> Netflix. He had it all alphabetized, and I used mm. to take the mickey. But three hundred and something craft beers, all catalogued, you know. Well, that's um, it, yeah. Like even that, that is wow. like what was a just a pleasure thing. Enjoy yeah. a nice beer, I'm like yeah. Check it in. Let's rate it. Let's take a photo of us. You rate everything. Yeah. You kind of, I guess, it's just uh, validate everything that I'm doing. And I'm just always very conscious of everything that it is I'm getting up to. Conscious is, is, a, is a good word. I was going to use you're very kind of self-aware. Yeah. You're very um, awake to what you're doing. Um, yeah. Because people go through their daily lives and they're most of the time unconscious to the process. Yeah. It's, it's that experience of when you're in the car and you're driving somewhere that you've been to how many times before and you don't realise that you're further along the road than what you actually are. Yes. Like, probably a lot of people are just like that in the general day, whereas I'm like, okay, it's been six minutes since this has happened, what am I doing now? Yeah. I'm not expecting many, well, I'm not claiming I'm the only one who's like that, but I would imagine there's probably people who will listen to this and be like, well, there's no way I'll get to that stage, and I wouldn't expect people to. (laughs) Well, I I have driven in the car, been going somewhere, and I've got myself to a particular junction, and because my normal route, for argument's sake, takes me turning right, and that day I'm supposed to be turning left, I end up turning right because yeah. my brain is switched off. I'm just on autopilot. Yeah. And then, you know, you kind of have a muttered curse and go round the roundabout and go <laughs> off to where you're going to go in the first place. But that being on autopilot and yeah. kind of switching off and not engaging, because at the time, the reason that happened was because I was away in my head thinking about planning other things. I wasn't present in the moment. Yeah. A lot of what you talk about is being present where you are. Like, for example, you you, you set aside time for your emails, um, you know, and when, you, when you're actually sort of doing, writing your book in the evenings, you've got head, headphones on and hood up and you're there, you're present, focused. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, a, that's a massive thing, being, being actually on task yeah. that people perhaps don't do. Yeah, I would, I would 100% agree. Yeah. 100%, yeah. yeah. That would be... Well, we have 
what two screens for computers mm -hmm. or three screens or whatever it might be and then you've got your phone yeah. as well and so you can see people word document on one maybe facebook on another screen mm. and then lord knows what else on a third screen if they do have one bbc news let's say yeah. and then the phone would go off with a text or a phone call or whatever it might be or emails mm -hmm. and say right okay you've got all that going on yeah that word document was probably what you were sitting down to do yeah yeah, it's probably the least prioritised in your head right in that moment. Yeah. Which is why, for me, the uh, phone goes in airplane mode, whatever else gets switched off. Yeah. They say, right, well, if I sat down to do this, well, then I'm going to sit down and do this. Yeah. So what, why, why for, for the Ventura? I can never pronounce it. Uh, it was a friend stag do that. Ah, right, okay. So, yeah, reading a, a book like that on a stag do for a week was... Uh, it was it was a hangover recovery book every morning. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> what I made of life that week was San Miguel. That's what I made of life. <laughs> Everybody gonna do it at some point. Everybody gonna do it. Actually, this this reminds me because um, Tim Ferriss is bringing out is bringing back drunk dialing. Have you ever come across this? No, no. Um, it's it's Phil's fault. Uh, Phil, who was with us on a, on a previous uh, episode. And he's mentioned Tim Ferriss, so I started following Tim's blog online and stuff. And drunk dialing, basically, he, he goes either on Twitter or wherever and gets people to email him or send him questions and phone numbers. And then he will start ringing them to answer their questions while drinking and getting progressively more and more and more drunk. <laughs> and it's just like, this is a business leader, a thought leader. He's like really clever, everything, you know. Uh, and it's quite prepared to like put it out there and go right. I'm going to be on the podcast for however many hours, and I'm going to get worse and worse and worse. Let's yeah. do this. I was just like, yeah. So yeah, San Miguel. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, what's the? You might have already said it. Um, and if you have, fair enough. What's what's the 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 affirmation you find yourself sharing most with others throughout the daily stuff? Um. Oh might not even be the one of the seven that you've written down yeah it's likely not the one like that but it's more something let me track it down so i can put some proper words to it uh there's a thing that i'm calling or a set of phrases and essentially affirmations that i'm calling more like reset phrases oh yeah mm -hmm. so just to like really reground someone to neutralize when we're complaining about our first world problems and everything else that comes with it like yeah. I, I flipped yeah. at a guy fixing the air conditioning yesterday in the office right because it was pointing too hard at us and i was getting cold you know and you think like oh my days like if i honestly just gone mate you can't leave that there like i'm getting cold here it's flipping my notepad it was my actual words too and then i had a reality check myself i was like are you for real are you for real right now are you for real richard come on <laughs> So there's a bit of a self-talk going, no, that was a dick move, as my two girls like to call it. It's like, that was yeah. a dick move. I mean, the guy laughed it off and pointed it slightly more above my head, so it wasn't blasting us. It yeah. was something I would have liked to have got sorted, but it was just like, I mean, I am still sitting here in my air-conditioned office while yeah. some people have to walk the water. This being one of my main <clears throat> phrases to really ground something back down is right, that okay. I cannot sit here and complain mm -hmm. when there are people considerably worse off than me mm. and in its simplest form and people have now started repeating this around the office you know if someone starts going I, I just remember some people have to walk the water and it's that 
it's just so simple. Yeah. And it's that when you used to not finish your dinner and you'd be like, you're starving children. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, yeah, there actually is. My dad used to say this to me when I was when I was little. I was like, there'd be kids. Kid, it's an older phrase, you know, kids in Biafra would be fighting for that, you mm. know, what you've left on the plate. Um, so, <laughs> so Which, that, as a child, know. you didn't take yeah. on board. You were yeah. like, oh, send it to them. And all that kind of thing. Whereas yeah. now, this like some people have to walk for water. I am very much like yeah, like I. And then what couples that is, you will never have the worst life in the world. Mm. Like, and I never would mm. have the worst life in the world. So those are those ones that's like to reground us. Yeah. If I do start to find myself not being first and foremost grateful. I was just going to say that because what, what drops out of those is gratitude for yeah. for what you have and can do um, and stops you kind of focusing on the, the negatives yeah. and the cards. Which it is that. easy to sit here on our high horses and be like, oh, you know, I would like this aircon to be the different mm -hmm. point and things like that. And it is easy to get to trip up on negative things and yeah. simple negative things because yeah. in the grand scheme of things, we have great grades and for the most part, fairly mediocre negatives. Mm. But everyone likes to have a complaint, so we'll complain about the negatives. And it's just like, actually, yep. you know, let's let's really ground ground yourself here and not get first of all caught up in what is trivial negatives. Yeah. But then take that a step further and be like, you know, there is considerable difference between me and someone a few thousand miles away. Like scrap that ten mile away. Yeah. You know, there's <laughs> there's a whole plethora of people out there with very different lives to me and considerably worse off mm -hmm. lives than I am. So that's my so it's that perspective. reset, reset phrases. Yeah. I really like that that uh, that idea of like reset phrases um, because it kind of it ties in with something else that the successful people uh, and I'm including you in that group mm. um, know when they're getting stuff wrong. Yeah. You know, it's not that people never get it wrong, it's that they know when they do it and they take conscious action to get it right, to yeah. get back to that reset phrase that you, you mentioned. Yeah. So that's that's something that I will be pinching. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely will be pinching. <laughs> that's really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, and actually kind of, uh, would I mean, because you mentioned it in terms of reset phrases, I guess, for other people, because you're looking at the, the coaching side of stuff yeah. and, and what have you. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see where that, that takes you. Yeah. Um, I think I've got one more thing. You said you've got one that you're going to save till the end. Mm -hmm. So come on, you're grinning at me. Yeah. So what's I knew you were going to ask for it now. Yeah, come on then. So this is... Uh, again, a one that I've crafted myself. So mm -hmm. it's likely inspired by a few different areas. Yeah. But it comes down to the only thing that I can guarantee is this moment right now. Ah, right. That's which is that yeah. live in the moment. Yeah. Be exactly who you want to be. Whatever else, and so expand on it further. Is the roof could fall in us now and I could die. Mm. I could fall outside, trip over the curb, bang my head, and die. Mm -hmm. There's any number of ways I can just literally yeah. die that would be the end of that Yeah. and there's all these different ways and fairly morbid way to look at it but I could, I could literally just die right now Yeah. and I would not want 
if whatever happens when you die, if you go to some giant movie theater and watch your life back, yeah. I don't want to be sitting there watching it back like, oh damn, ten seconds before it happened, I was hearing everything that was going on. Yeah, like yeah. it's I can only guarantee this moment right now. I can't even guarantee the memories from the past. I yeah, can't guarantee true. the next mm. ten minutes. Mm. I literally can only guarantee that I'm right here, right now, mm. and then I have choice to make in every single second of the day yeah and i'll always choose the positive choice after that yeah unless i'm starting to slide away which then the reset phase mm. and that one brings me right back yeah to where it was so that one is a one that definitely flips back yeah constantly that that is the one that is always in my head rattling non-stop yeah. like the only thing i can guarantee is this yeah. moment yeah. right now that that reminds me of a, of a steve jobs um thing that, that, that he apparently so the story goes used to ask himself if today was the last day of his life would he want to do what he was about to do right mm-hmm. then at that moment and his his kind of uh if you like a reset like you're saying um and reality check for, for that was if the answer was no for too many days in a row because we've all got to do stuff we don't want to do yeah. that's just the nature of life um, but if the, the answer was no for too many days in a row then he needed to change his direction and change a different path find a different path and and I think there's, there's other stuff that he said about you know literally what you have is, is an email and yeah. you know, that's, and, and that's actually that one I'm going to completely agree with from my own personal point of view because um, you know having having looked at the future and the past in, in, in my experiences they, they've kind of been vastly different mm. and uh, one of my lessons that I'm still learning uh, I haven't quite got there yet is letting go yeah. of what's been before um, and and sometimes I slip back into that kind of you know feeling feeling sorry for what you know essentially yeah. happened and, and what I lost so that kind of thing of well live in the now not 10 years ago and not you know 10 years in the future um and just pay attention i guess because mm. that's the other thing i suppose that, that i don't know if it works like this for you but sometimes if you go you're, you're off on a, on, a, on a daydream and you're doing something that you really want to be present with you know and you go off on this daydream and you kind of it brings you back to that yeah. that, that now but it'd be a friend's family or whatever well, that's brilliant. Thank you for coming in again. Yeah, we'll wrap this one up uh, and move on to the next one. Um, that was really good. Uh, where can people find you on your social media stuff? Because you've yeah. got some things live now, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Site is now up, so that's the uh, that is www.tmrmindset.com. Yep. Or you can find me on Twitter. Irritatingly enough, that is down as mindset tmr. So that's <laughs> at mindset tmr. Right. Okay. I cannot remember now whether someone already had TMR mindset or I just didn't read it properly right okay <laughs> but I figured it's happened now deal with it move yeah, on it, works. Yeah. it is mindset TMR yep on Twitter and then the website tmrmindset.com well, well uh, I've read a couple of your, your first blogs really uh, really interesting so um, if, if people want to check Richard out that's where you can find him and as ever you can find me on the Facebook group Stubbornly Optimistic or on Twitter at CycleSoul, stubbornly optimistic at CycleSoul. So, bye for now. Bye. <laughs>
suppose I'd be the commentary bit. Um, so I had this in my head like an hour ago. And you know when you sit down and it's just gone? <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that's happened. Um, probably, you know, you know, like when we did the first one, it was just easy because it's like, yeah, there's no, there's nothing, there's no structure. It's just like easy. You just put it down. Yeah. Yeah. There was, and, and now it's like, I've got like a format to follow that my brain's just falling over. So, um, and start it up again. Hmm. Okay. I think this might be a lost one in the, in the, in the shed. So we'll run the front room. Yeah. 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 So we'll run the front room. 